0: Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron
1: Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 351,
0: covering The Shipment and Twilight with Gav Brown. Hi, friends. Uh, we're it's back. Another week of Enterprise. And Gav is one of those people who, for some reason, doesn't subject himself to this every single week. So yeah, uh, huh? he, he he probably won't quite understand the pain that we're we're going through. Yeah. But... Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a great time. <laughs> this is this is nice. I get to watch Star Trek. <laughs> uh, now I, I, I can't imagine you still really enjoy watching these, right?
1: They're, they're, I wouldn't choose to watch them, no. But you know, mm-hmm. they're not—they're okay. not
0: terrible. Well, one of them isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. I will say, as compared to last week, last week we had a real bad pairing of episodes, and the week before we had a, like we were on a really bad run. So these mediocre ones are definitely an improvement.
2: Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, last week was some of the worst TV I've ever watched. So <laughs> yeah. watching just. Terrible, you know, You know, it's terrible garbage, but it's not the worst garbage. It's not the one with no, the castle.
1: He's... Yeah, yes. Um, yes, it was. I did see it in the recap, and it was just, well, wow, that looks weird.
2: Yeah, it's like if it you dig was... digging through the trash and you find an old piece of pizza and eat it instead of, say, a broken syringe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's some nutrients in this, I guess. Yeah, exactly. There's also maggots, but uh, that's fine. I mean, yeah, that's that, also that episode... some, uh, that's a type of protein. <laughs> that episode you're talking about, Gav, was basically Beauty and the Beast in Star Trek, and Hoshi was Beauty. It was pretty, pretty, pretty awful. What was, that, was singing as
2: well?
0: Yeah, and uh, instead of having inner beauty, he was just a creep. Yeah. No, the, the lesson was he's a creep, and he will continue being a creep and luring other women in to, to be creep too. <laughs> some people look scary and also are scary. <laughs> some people are ugly all the way down. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the lesson to be learned. Some animals are just jerks, Mr. Says. <laughs> uh All right, well, let's let's kick this off, Gav. Why don't you tell us what happens in the shipment?
1: I would love to. Archer meets with his command staff and says he's got some coordinates from a guy from Tarquin for, uh, for the Zindi. So he's going there. Unfortunately, Tarkin's name isn't Fin Tim Lin Bin Wim Bin limb, bus stop, for tang for only tang, biscuit barrel. Hooray! <laughs> M- Malcolm and Major Hayes come with him, for reasons. They get to the moon and see some Zindi who starred in the Planet of the Apes. They break into the compound and find some radioelectric compound in there. No, meaning. Suddenly, Dr. Zayas and associates come in and reveal the compound is chemosite. They bring back some of the chemosite to Enterprise for analysis, as they have no B-story. In Dr. Zaius' house, after a long day, he's reading his book peacefully. Perhaps Planet of the Humans. But he doesn't get to finish it as BAM! Archer and Co bust in. Dr. Zaius, under vague interrogation, says that chemicide can be used for a lot of things and doesn't know nothing about Earth. Archer tells him that it's being used to destroy Earth. Paul confirms this, and they also investigate a Zindi rifle. Fox and Tucker discover the rifle has organic bits. Phlox also discovers they can be killed by radiation. Unfortunately, so can everything else in the universe. <laughs> they're going to test it in the ship, and suppose says that might not be a good idea. Meanwhile, Dr. Zayas says most of the Zindi are good, uh, just not the reptilian insectoids. Oh, look, they're here. The Zindi are there to collect the chemocyte, but Archer, Zayas and Co. run into the forest to hide. They always have the best plans. They're found pretty quickly by some drones, so hide in caves. Tucker and I'll test the rifle, but it explodes like a joke cigar. They manage to beam it into space first. Oh, we was right again. ZS goes home with a chemo-side canister that's filled with a uh, homing beacon so they can trace the Zindi ship. The
2: end. <sighs> Wasn't that nice? No, enough?
1: not
0: not the end. To be continued. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's much worse. And the, the adventure keeps on adventuring. <laughs> Yeah, I only have to watch two more Enterprise episodes ever again. Mm. Lucky you. Yeah.
2: This uh... I mean it, again, like we said it wasn't the worst thing to happen. It was
0: pretty bad you know, though. It wasn't.
1: <laughs> it, my good, my, scene, my thing, my good it, thing is that it wasn't the worst thing to happen. <laughs>
0: yeah, I I've been trying not to use My good thing is that this wasn't a two-parter, but this whole season is one continuous story, so I can't even use yeah, that's that. That's the thing.
2: You can't even use that anymore. It's just
0: and then more of it happened and then more happened. Yeah the Um, thing is i'm just gonna say my bad thing now yeah there's almost nothing in this series that's original and and what we're seeing in discovery right now is you can take the old cliche ideas and put a new spin on them like we keep using that time loop example of like here's a tired old story that we hate but someone made it new and fun again Mm -hmm. and there it's a it's possible to do that but this creative team cannot do it they just take Remnants of old episodes and sew them together and call it something new, and we'll see that in both of these. We, yep. we see it in all of Enterprise, really. But the I'm just a scientist, and I didn't realize my research was being used for evil. I've seen that a hundred times, mm-hmm. done way, way better. And I yep. like, I like the guy. Okay, yeah, but... the guy's my good thing. I like that dude. Yeah, we, we'll we'll get into that in a sec. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to, I don't want to cut your good thing short. No, yeah, but. I just, it and also he's been through war and war is hell and we're not so different, you and I. Like every single thing he did was, I've seen this done so much better in Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, even Voyager. Mm-hmm. Like it's all just recycled character beats and plot points and it's just, there's not one new thing here to make it interesting. And, ugh, you know, I just, when I when I see a character appear and I can tell you exactly what's going to happen to them, Yep. You know, for the next 40 minutes, that's not fun for me.
2: Yeah. Well, this guy's going to be outraged, but then he'll come around Archer's Way thinking, and then
0: they'll run into the woods. <laughs> There's always yeah. some damn woods to run into. And it's always that fake-looking backlot that, that Amanda calls the dentist's office, yep. which is just, you know, clearly an interior with some potted plants. I wish my dentist's office had that many potted plants. I bet it'd be nice.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird being in your dentist's office and then you look behind one of the potted plants and Archer's there saying
0: "shh"? <laughs> no, he'd probably yell at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he'd probably come and judge you for getting your teeth looked at or something because that's that's his deal. He goes to this dude's house, uh-huh. breaks into a dude's house, and points a gun at him. And this is our hero. I I think this is the thing that I'm the most sick of is all
2: that. Like we talked about this last week, I'm sick of all the Jack Bowering shit. Yep. You know, all of the, like, the the rules don't matter anymore because we're at war. I don't like that
0: philosophy. I especially don't like it for Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, this, is, this was a thing that happened in America a lot around. Oh, yeah. And 24 was on the air, so they were probably deliberately drawing from that. But, yeah, Starfleet's supposed to be better than that. And, okay, maybe they're not the Starfleet we know and love yet, but still, come yeah. on. Our hero is a torturing, threatening jerk, mm-hmm. you know? I forget if
2: it's this episode or the next episode, but I'm sick of people. Everyone screams on this show a whole lot.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes me want to scream, too. Mm-hmm. So, if
1: you're living in it, you can imagine. Where's the yeah. trigger? Oh, God. Calm down, the Jesus. Joker? <laughs> <laughs> Swear to me.
2: Oh. Jesus, trip. calm down. No. Yeah. Catfish. You guys seen the Joker?
0: Uh, I just, like, it makes me so tired, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. do something different, or something likable, or something. (sighs) I mean, Gav, you you probably can sympathize, because, you know, your your favorite sci-fi hero is a genocidal maniac, so,
1: you know. Mm. Uh, Oh, yeah. Him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I say that with love. I like Doctor Who but he has done a lot of
1: genocide. <laughs> he has issues. Uh, Whoops, yeah, there goes no, nice the race way. of people.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's he's relatable and interesting, and you see him do horrible things, and you're like, well, either he had a good reason, or it was his only choice, or he really made a mistake, something. Mm-hmm. But this oh. is just Archer's a dick, and that's the end.
1: Yeah, it's not ever because some creepy guy just told him there was something here, so we have to go there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and and Which, I, it's hard not to compare this to Battlestar Galactica, where those guys made complicated moral decisions that, you know, the whole point of the show was exploring the gray area. The show yeah. just says, nope, he was right. Yeah,
1: I he don't. That's right my here. problem from the start. Is he gets these coordinates and just takes that as right? These people are all evil. Mm-hmm. We're going down.
2: There. Yeah, like yeah. he shows up planning to bomb all these people to death.
1: And literally
0: walks into the guy's house brandishing a gun. Yeah, someone's
2: yeah. like, well, what about the people? Ah!
0: And he had to learn the lesson that maybe not everyone on this planet is down with the evil agenda. Yeah. Like, that's that's something he didn't assume. He had to learn it. What?
2: It's like ah. That's like the whole, like, well, Superman needs to learn not to murder people. What? <laughs> yeah. Excuse yeah, me?
0: Very much like that. Yeah.
2: I'm uh, pretty sure again, the first
0: thing I learned was don't hurt people. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. I'm pretty sure Superman's whole thing was, he was raised by good people so he knows how to do the right thing. Yeah. That's his whole deal. You guys want to talk about Superman? Yeah. I do. Yeah, I really do. I mean, we're just opening the door for Gab to talk about Superman 3. <laughs> I <mean>, that's fine.
2: <laughs> it's got Richard Pryor. It's not bad.
0: Plus, it's got that amazing line in it. Mm. there's there's a lot of good lines but uh which, which i asked one? you to kill superman oh yes that i one. asked you to kill superman and you couldn't do this one simple
1: thing yes you said well, you said it so well
0: i uh, no, i didn't but
1: you know well you did the pauses in the right place which is not the main thing yeah yeah that is the important thing
0: uh gav what was your bad thing speaking of characters who uh, have some moral gray area
1: Oh, we're not talking about Superman three anymore. Um, Sorry. Okay, yeah. Matt, the bad thing is uh,
2: come back for the after show.
1: <laughs> oh, you can bring it back. I know you can bring it back. Um, right, Phlox apparently has no problem with harming life forms because he's all about you know the radiation on the organic life forms that are inside the gum. Mm-hmm. So I guess they don't have the Hippocratic Oath on his planet. Either that or he's just bored on Enterprise, but I don't understand why he... I mean, the last time I saw him, he was, you know, your normal doctor trying to save people's lives. And now he's just perfectly fine with killing things. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, usually his deal is standard Star Trek doctor, which is, I'm not going to cross this line because I have to protect all life. But yeah, this week, nah. Nah. My my theory is that he, like me, was also like, you, Gross. (laughs) See, that that was actually my good thing. The the guns that these guys had have weird living things in them that regenerate when they die. Yeah, they shoot maggots. Uh, No, they they (laughs) are powered by maggots. They shoot lasers. Why didn't they shoot maggots? Yeah, exactly. That I don't know. They should. I'm not denying that. that I'm pretty sure that's
2: a gun from an old uh, 90s TV show about protecting the environment. Someone at some point shot a gun that shot maggots at somebody else. I think it was the Toxic Crusader cartoon.
0: Oh,
1: Why are you shooting maggots at me? Yeah,
0: <laughs> is that the answer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I liked, I liked the actual tech, like everything we've seen of the Zindys, like uh, design and the technology they use, and like that stuff I've always enjoyed so far. And mm-hmm. this is another weird detail that, like, they managed to find some weird alien shit we haven't seen in Star Trek before, yep. like uh, machines that are powered by organic stuff is like sort of the opposite of the Borg, and I mm-hmm. think it's neat. But yeah, why Flocks wants to kill them, I don't know. Maybe they're not sentient. Maybe that's the loophole. That could work, but not uh, even them. No, I'm struggling
1: with that. I mean, that's he does really...
2: feed animals to other animals, so it's not like he's completely against like killing stuff. It's that's just, a good it... point. Yeah, but in that right, case, he's, it's like... he's
1: that's you know cycle of life and all that, and he's mm-hmm. using animals to keep other animals alive. I suppose you could make so the argument be that he's doing is doing feeding the bullets.
2: It's <laughs> too
0: <trip. laughs> Yes, yeah, here, exactly. Deep fry these. They can't I mean, be I'll, any worse than uh, crawdads. Or I mean, whatever.
2: I'll deep. I mean, I'll eat just about anything if it's deep fried, Captain. Yeah. Why do you I mean, keep calling me Captain, folk? Maggots happen. Uh, actual bullets. One time, yep. an entire pelican. <laughs> <laughs> you could deep fry just about anything. <laughs> my sister one time. Texas. My dead sister one time was all like, "Trip, I bet you can't eat this deep
0: fried pelican,"
2: and I put her in her place.
0: Oh, she's dead, and I'm sad. And
2: angry. No, I'm now sad. I gotta go. Now I gotta go torture as zindi. Somebody give me a wet towel. <laughs> Ugh.
0: I also, as Gav pointed out in his summary, we got once again a a, a thing where T'Pol says, "Here's what's going to happen. Please don't do this," and everyone mm-hmm. just ignores her and does it anyway. And she was yep. right. Like, doesn't anyone listen to the science officer? No, that's <laughs> well, why well, she's no. here—is
2: to not be listened to at all. <sighs> So, yeah. like this time um, she didn't
0: turn into like a monster or something yeah this time
1: have they ever listened to
0: her uh, not that I can recall no I think I think it happened once and I called it like called special attention to it because it was such a rare event but mm-hmm. it does not happen often just imagine like she's the same as Spock like she's a Vulcan science officer D- did anyone just disregard Spock's advice I mean apart from Kirk which doesn't count <laughs> yeah. But like everyone on the ship listened to him because he's smart and he knows what he's talking about and that's his job. Yeah, he was a respected member of the crew. Yeah,
1: yeah. Unless unless you were in a uh, shuttle craft with him and then you decided he was. Well, yeah, there yeah. was.
0: There was that one, uh, and then there was the guy in the Corbomite Maneuver. I think also was. That all right, Corbamite? all right. So nobody listened to Spock. Fine. <laughs> no, there were a couple of dicks, but the whole point of the story was these guys are dicks and they need to like shut up with their racism and listen to this guy. Shut up and like listen they were never to Spock, the everybody. Yeah. That's a philosophy we should listen to now. Yes, listen to Paul, mm-hmm. but they never do. Yeah. Uh. Matt, what was your bad thing?
2: I'm worried the, the aliens in this episode don't have enough belts. I think they should get some <laughs> more belts.
0: <laughs> well, how many belts did they have?
2: Three belts. They had three belts holding up their jumpsuits. Yeah. I think that and they that's... could probably do better. More belts for these guys,
1: I say. And they all have the same jumpsuit.
2: Yep. Which
1: I That's the thing. If they all
2: have the same jumpsuit, they should uh, accessorize it with thousands of belts. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. That's how they tell each other apart. One person has seven belts, one has three.
2: Oh, is that like rank insignia? Yeah, exactly. Listen, I outrank all of you. Look at how many belts I'm wearing. 43. That guy's all right. He does, that guy's right. He's wearing 48 belts. <laughs> You better listen
0: to me. I'm a three
2: belt.
1: My pants will never fall them.
2: <laughs> I'm not even wearing pants. You can't tell because of how many belts I'm wearing.
0: <laughs> I'm just a belt mummy. That guy's made of belts. So the Zindi are like the, the fish people and the insect people and the belt people. Yeah, the belt people. All right. From the belt that planet.
2: In an sense. asteroid belt.
0: <laughs> oh, God. That was terrible.
1: I mean, great. I want to see a planet with an actual belt orbiting it. Yep.
0: Yeah, not not like rings, but yeah. It'd keep from the, keep the ozone layer from falling down. And like, uh, <laughs> if if you start losing a bit of ozone layer, you just tighten it one notch, and you're good to go.
1: Yeah, exactly. It
0: makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to draw that uh, so planet ma- now. <laughs>
0: Matt, you uh, you mentioned this briefly, but uh, your good thing was was that old dude, right? Yeah, like the, the old Dr. monkey Zaius man dude. A... Dude's funny. He's okay. a good actor with a soothing voice, and he made fun of that one Zindi guy with the stupid face. <laughs> no, he was he was good. I mean, the character, like I said, was was riddled with cliches, but like the actor was good, yeah. and I like the makeup. I like the design of those guys. Yeah, it's a good look. Yeah, and I. Think? I think I don't care, like they look like apes to me too. We all made the same observation, but I think they're technically supposed to be sloths.
2: Yeah, well, even the
0: houses looked kinda planet of the apesy, so like Yeah. No, and and Gav like nailed it. He looks like Dr. zayas Like uh-huh. that's exactly what he looks like. Only better makeup than they had in the sixties, I think. Don't go into the forbidden zone, Arthur. You will not like what you find.
2: More episodes of Enterprise. <laughs>
1: And you can shake a stick out. Ugh. Here. here you just, like a here's stick? Here's a stick.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> can't call him bright eyes because he squints so hard he can't even see his eyes at all.
1: Oh, I was going to mention turn the really discovery thing there, but I stopped myself.
0: Turn around, bright eyes.
2: <laughs> Every now and then I fall apart. <laughs>
1: yes, but so. that's why I wear 43 belts. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, he. I mean, you know, I wanted to like him. Mm-hmm. He just didn't do a single thing that made me like him, but I wanted to.
2: No, I like him chewing out the Zindi. Just like, look, if you want th- stuff done, let me do it. I'm good at it. That yeah. one Zindi guy is all like, man, I'm mad all the time, and I have weird <laughs> hairs sticking out of my head.
0: So, like Archer. Yeah, exactly. Except his weird hair is eyebrows. <laughs> Does that giant eyebrows? <sighs> I don't.
1: All right. I don't understand why he relied on the humans, um, Doctor Zayas. What do you mean? I don't know why he like followed the humans, and I just I just don't know why he believed. You know, well, he can he put, he burst into his house and yeah. pointed a gun at him. I just don't know why he trusted him so much.
0: Yeah, he turns around real quick. Yeah, I guess there wasn't really a moment where it's like, okay, now it makes sense that he trusts him. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like yeah, all right. I I believe
2: anyone who comes into my house and waves a Nerf gun at me. Maybe it's Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, it'll work. I don't know. What do you mean a Nerf gun? The face pistol. They all look like Nerf guns. Oh right, you hate those guns for some. I reason. really hate. They they look like shit. Like, okay. The crappiest thing on this show. I I disagree wholeheartedly. Well, no. Look, the thing the, the thing about the show is that it if nothing else it looks good. Yeah. But those no, I like just most look...
0: of the production design, but I including the guns. Like, yeah, no, the guns like just the... look like squirt guns that someone spray painted silver. Like, see, but you like the next gen guns that look like dustbusters, so I think yeah, we cause... just have different gun preferences. Yeah, because at least those look like real, like real working things. You know, like no, they don't at all. They look, like... <laughs> they look like a like if you didn't draw a laser beam out of it, you would never know what it was. No, but it's got buttons on it and stuff. You can look at it and like, oh, I see how this works. Hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I like the like this is just something we're we're going to fundamentally disagree on. I think gun shape is just something we have very different preferences for apparently. <laughs> I th- my my favorite Star Trek guns are the uh the the Abrams movie ones though. Yep. Okay, see there we can agree. Yeah, I like the little flippy thing. Yeah. Kev, where do you weigh in on this uh, Star Trek gun? This important topic. I guess I, guess. I, guess I like the next generation phasers.
2: Thank really? you. <laughs> All right. Well, that doesn't make you right. It just <laughs> means someone else agrees with yes, you. Yes, it does. More people on this on the podcast agree with me. That
1: means I win. Uh, but, yeah, I just I just think I associate with that, and I think I used to have one when I was younger. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did too.
0: Yeah, Playmates made a, a toy one, so probably. I,
1: wonder what it
0: is. Is. I, I prefer the like the retro design stuff, but that's me. Uh, yeah,
1: what was your good thing? What was my good thing? Um, Phasers. <laughs> the next generation phasers are good. No, uh, King of Sipes <laughs> was in Deep Space Nine, so, so that was good. It's a nice callback, and Deep Space Nine was good. Sure was, oh,
0: yeah. So, what a great show! Yeah, that was that was a show that had a long running arc about a war that uh kept me interested. That wasn't that wasn't hot garbage, <laughs> yeah.
1: There must have been an episode back. of Deep Space Nine where they find someone making weapons for the Dominion. <laughs>
0: I guess. I don't do you remember specifically which which episode it no, was like. But I'm um,
1: just no, I don't actually. I did see it on Memory Alpha. Apparently it was in Voyager as well, but I didn't mention mm. that point.
0: Yeah. You don't it's, have to talk about Voyager.
1: I think we're trying
0: to pretend Voyager never happened, just like we'll be pretending Enterprise never happened when we get through it. Yep. Yeah, we watched a lot of good Star Trek and some other things. <laughs> and then there's this weird blank spot for two or like two and a half years. Yeah. Three. Uh, like yeah, three years, I think. Three years, yeah, yeah. A lot of a, a good hunk of this podcast. Mm. The thing is, there were chunks of Voyager we liked. Yeah, not just single episodes, but a season or two where we were pretty happy. And
2: yeah, well, and like we said this multiple times, I stand by the characters on Voyager for the most part. Most of them, yeah, yeah.
0: except for Harry Damn. Kim. Fuck yeah. that guy. Oh god, yes. <laughs> but this show does not have that many characters. No, that I like a couple. And most of the ones I like are shuffled into the background. I mean, the one well, I like. Well, what are the actually characters you guys
1: out. like then on, on Enterprise?
0: Well, I, Matt's like I've got hearts in his eyes for Trib. Yeah.
1: That's true. true. Obviously, I like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say I took that. I took that as a given. Them... Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but I mean,
2: even him—that's like mostly
0: crap I made up. But he keeps living up to that. That's, that's true. the thing that keeps happening. I, I like Trip okay, too, when he's light and funny. He's the, yeah, like, I haven't been the biggest fan of the dark, conflicted Trip. Yeah, this season he's he's madder and, yeah. But, like, sometimes they use him like Bones, where he's like the, you know, he, he kind of breaks up the seriousness. He's you like, green-blooded hobgoblin!
1: Yeah, well, exactly. I've seen six episodes of Enterprise recently now, and I, I don't think Trip was really in any of them.
0: Well... I mean that just that's just luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. That's you know that's not the show's fault. He is in it a lot, and predominantly they focus on Archer, Tripp, and T'Pol. That seems to be like the the trio they're trying to make the yeah. main guys. So, um, I like T'Pol. Yep. Uh, I hate the way they treat her, but I like the character. The character's good. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish she could have some goddamn dignity once ever, mm-hmm. without being victimized or ignored or marginalized or just just. Stuck, stuck in a closet for a two job. weeks. Like, yeah. I get the feeling the doctor's um, good.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. I Phlox like Phlox. Good.
0: Un- unconditionally like yeah. Um Hoshi's all right. We need more of her. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's a, the... Hoshi's good, but she doesn't have much to do. No, and her episode, her actual episodes have been bad, but I like yeah. the character, I like the actor, and they just keep giving her shitty stories. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I, I want to like Travis, but
1: same. Yeah.
0: He and, dies in the next episode, and I didn't even notice.
1: Oh yes, it was oh, it yeah. was Travis. Yes, he's the one who. Someone's I, I've hardly missing. Seen. Who is it? Yes, I've hardly seen six. I've only uh, well, the six episodes I've seen. I've barely seen him.
0: No, and that's that's been kind of a running thing for us. Is Travis just fades into the background? Yeah. The the thing, and I've said this over and over again, but the thing that really bugs me is I don't like the captain, and I've never watched a Star Trek series where I don't like the captain. Like, yeah. Janeway eventually grew on me, but this guy she, just Janeway not. Janeway grew on us pretty quick. We liked her by the end of the first season. Yeah, but I'm saying I went in not liking her, yeah. and she changed my mind, and I was hoping it would be the same with Archer. But we're more than halfway through, and I can't think of one episode I've liked him in. No, he's kind of a jerk. And is a decent enough actor, but the character just... Ugh. Yeah. Everything he does just makes me want to hit him. I don't agree with... Anything he says or does, he's got daddy issues, and he's so smug, and he's always Daddy issues that he still or... hasn't gotten over, like, in the yeah. show? Yeah. And the thing is, okay, Picard had daddy issues. Riker had daddy issues. Like, everyone but Ben Sisko, I think, had daddy issues. <laughs> his dad didn't want him in space. He wanted him work yeah, at the kitchen. Or but at he the had a restaurant. great restaurant. I know words. But he had a great, you know, loving relationship with his dad. He talked sure. to him regularly. He went back to visit him. Like, there, were, there wasn't any open hostility there. But he's the only character I can think of in most of Star Trek that, you know, didn't have dad issues. It's more than that with Archer. It's just, uh, he's the only guy out there and he's making unilaterally making decisions for all of Earth. And they're terrible Mm -hmm. decisions. (laughs) Yeah. Just, I hate him so much. Yeah, he's bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, Matt, what was your good thing? I already did
2: mine. Oh, you man. said
0: already. You did, yeah, okay. The friendly monkey man. Right, exactly. Or um, sloth man, whatever. I mean, we all said monkey. looks like monkey, but oh, then I made a point of him looking at Archer and saying, uh, you're more ape-like than I'm used to seeing. So, like, I mean, but
2: hmm. also he's very furry and at one point played the cymbals, so, like, you know, what do you want from us, show? <laughs> <laughs>
0: he is a rock and roll Martian.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: anything else? Rock and roll Martian. Um, They
1: brought Malcolm?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. Malcolm and the the forgettable uh, uh, space
1: marine guy. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I seem to remember they came along for some reason at the start of the series.
0: (laughs) I didn't hate that. Like, I didn't hate the idea that, okay, we're in a dangerous situation and we're bringing, like, troops. But they haven't done anything with that to make it. Interesting yet. Like it's just been here some more guys I don't know.
2: Yeah. But You actually Gav, you mentioned one of them by name and I'm like, that's his name? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, Major Hayes. Alright. Oh, I have no okay. reason
2: to think you're wrong, so yeah. I only
1: recognize him because I think he was in the movie about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh. Ah. He either played JFK or his brother. That
0: would be much more interesting right. to watch than this. <laughs> Now, one of the Space Marines is Daniel Day Kim, but he's barely been in it either. And it's mm-hmm. like, you guys have a good actor. Why are you just not using him? Yeah, Make we'll him throw him up some zombie Vulcans. Shrug. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's been a real waste. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, this whole show is that. So you know, uh,
1: yeah, I did have a problem whenever they were being tracked by those uh, drones. Um. Malcolm's shouting, 150 meters away probably doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, the drone's like, thanks, pal.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, confirmed. Now I know exactly how far you are from me.
1: But, you know, Malcolm's an idiot. We know that. Although he did catch me up uh, at one point where what was happening.
2: Oh, good.
1: Oh, oh, just, just an entire hand. conversation that was all about, you know, previously on Enterprise.
0: Yep. Right. I, but also, this episode had a previously on Enterprise, but in addition to that, it also had a character giving you an exposition dump, so yeah.
2: you get both. Yeah. Oh, hello, Gav. I see that you don't know what's happening. Sit down <laughs> and I shall tell you. First of all, I had
0: sex 18 times. Oh, boy. And I definitely know what a woman is. I've <laughs> had sex. Three uh-huh. with actual people. <laughs> the, um... no, it's like the show wants to be the with... Oh, God. The show wants to tell a serialized story, but it is scared to commit to it. Like, Mm -hmm. very little that happens from week to week affects very much, and then they still have to keep catching you up. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to tell one long story, do it. Like, quit, you know, quit half-assing it. Yeah. I mean, again, that's what this show's all about. Uh, I
2: was using my whole ass. All
0: right, I think it's time to move on. Gab, you got an alternate title for us?
1: Yes, I do. It's, I hate every Zindi I see from Zin-A to Zindi.
2: <laughs> this was, when I opened the doc, this was the only things anyone had written on it, so I'm like, oh, yep. Gav's had, th- Gav's been sitting on this one
1: for a while. Yep. <laughs> I thought about like just after watching
2: it. Ah, oh,
1: shit. Uh, Matt, what do you got? Battle of the
0: Deep Voices. Pretty good. I went with 22 Minutes Left, Part 58 in the 4,000 Minutes Left Saga. (laughs) I actually did the math. There's 4,000 minutes of this show, and uh, Uh, there's still 22 minutes left. Oh, nice. There's always 22 minutes left. Uh Uh, Gav, what do you got
1: for a quote? Uh, My quote is this. Ooh, help me, Dr. Sayers. Dr. Sayers, Dr. Sayers. Dr. Sayers, Dr. Sayers. Dr. Zeus, Dr. Zayus,
0: Oh, Dr. Zeus. Dr. Zeus, Dr. Zeus. What's wrong with me? I think
1: you're crazy. Want a
0: second opinion?
1: You're also lazy. Dr. Zeus, Dr. Zeus. Dr. Zeus, Dr. Zeus. Dr. Zeus, Dr. Zeus.
0: Oh, Dr. Zeus. Dr. Zeus, Dr. Zayus. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before.
1: This play has everything. Oh, I love legitimate theater.
0: That's not even from this show, Gav. <laughs> hey.
1: Well, oh.
0: I love that yeah. joke. Fair enough. All right. Uh, moving on, I guess, to what is commonly, apparently, regarded as a, a well-received Enterprise One of the episode? finest
2: episodes, apparently.
0: Some some fan polls, some, some prominent fan polls have said this, this is, like, the top Enterprise episode or one of the most essential, and let's see if we agree. Mm-hmm. Matt, tell us what happens in Twilight.
2: All right, so Archer wakes up from a restful sleep to discover the Enterprise is being attacked, and also his shirt is missing. He heads for the bridge, only to find that T'Pol is the captain, and then a clockwork Death Star blows up the Earth. <laughs> it must be a Thursday. Twelve years later, Archer wakes up in a beautiful house with a beautiful T'Pol, and he asks himself, How did I get here? Paul explains that, while, being for- while forcing her to watch Rosemary's Baby, a bowling ball fell off his shelf, bonked Archer on the head, and destroyed his short-term memory. That's right, he has 51st Dates disease, or FFDD syndrome. Literally dozens of spacefaring Americans are affected every day. Please give generously, may cause Adam Sandler movies. Now it's 12 years later, the Zindi have wiped out all of humanity, Earth is gone, mutants are being hunted by Sentinels, and Donald <laughs> Trump is, is president. It's literally the worst of all possible futures. Luckily Phlox arrives in his black morning pajamas with a cure They're going to plug Archer's brain into Enterprise's engines And run them backwards, hopefully destroying the damage Archer returns to the ship he left behind to find Trip in charge Uh, he He won a bet about how many pickled eggs he could eat Malcolm with a beard because Star Trek and Hoshi also is there So while they run the engines, or whatever the hell they're doing The Zindi attack and start killing everyone They blow up the bridge, killing Malcolm, Hoshi, and Trip I was shocked that this is how Charles Tripp the III ends his life. I would have sworn on a stack of Bibles that it would have been Meth Lab Explosion. <laughs> and then more Zindy show up to kill Phlox, Paul and finally Archer, but not before he hits the big reset button on the Nintendo and sends us all back to the beginning of the episode. So that was the best episode of Enterprise, huh?
1: <sighs> yeah. You know what? If that was the first episode you'd seen like that, you probably would like it.
2: Yeah, but like... Star Trek loves this,
0: th- like, doing this episode. Well, particularly this creative team. Like, Voyager did this shit all the time. In mm-hmm. fact, Memory Alpha says this was originally conceived as a Janeway episode.
1: Yep. Well, this episode. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I, yeah.
2: And I bad. mean, like, there, there, is a, there is a way to do this, and it's called The Visitor.
0: Mm, or All Good Things. There was a lot of this in yep. All Good Things. Or yep. Interlinked.
1: Yep. Yeah. Future Imperfects.
0: Uh yeah, actually that's that's the one I was thinking of initially. It's like mm-hmm. okay, well it's not really the future. He's someone's lying, just like in that episode. Yeah, yeah. It, once again, just like I said in the last one, this is pieces. It's like it's like you drank a delicious cup of a good episode, and these are the dregs left over. And <laughs> yep, here you go,
1: yeah, right next to the pizza in the bin. It's like,
2: but but it's like at this point, clearly Trek has done this a million times. Like
0: don't do this anymore do a different thing do anything but again this is a thing i've i've really delighted with in discovery is they're doing a lot of stuff we've seen a hundred times before that and they they put a new spin on it because it's not rick berman brandon braga the same writers like it's a new fresh team saying okay we're aware of all the cliches let's try to write something smart and new and different yeah no you're right about that these guys just don't realize the rut that they're in or don't care yeah you know and it's frustrating. Yeah.
1: Year <sighs> of Hell. <laughs> yeah. Year yeah. of
0: Hell which was a great episode until the reset button. Yep. Like we've said before, that that would have been a great like concept for the series right there. Like mm-hmm. look, things actually go wrong here and stay wrong. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> no. That's
2: too much yeah. work. Let's just let's just hit the reset button.
0: Yeah. And that's you know that's that's my bad thing. I, mm. I mean, immediately we jumped into the future, surely that means the entire episode won't have happened by the end of it. Oh look, it didn't ever have happened. Who saw that coming? <laughs> just just dumb. And that's basically yours too, Matt. like you you picked something more specific, but oh, my bad thing? yes. Well, it's not so much that. I mean, yeah, but like the,
2: the the reason the reset button happens is stupid. Like, I don't get into yeah. this in my uh in my summary because having a bowling ball fall on Archer's head is much funnier. But what actually happens is, is that he's infested with like time parasites that mm-hmm. crawl into his brain and, but also are live exist outside of time and they make it so his short term memory disappears. But also when they die they never existed so what and i underlined that by the way what yeah, like definitely. i've seen trek pull some solutions out of its ass in the last five minutes but this is fucking ridiculous like would the reset button have been pressed if archer just lived out his natural life he dies the parasites die everything resets what the fuck's going on
1: yeah i uh... yeah but if he died if he died if he would lived the entire life that would have been um inner like that
2: that's true then he would learned mm. to play the flute
1: but yeah, I agree with you. I don't get why suddenly, they don't even explain why, that they all die in the past. Yeah. It's it just, yeah. it's just it's almost like, it if we wanted th- to do this, no, you can't do that. Oh, right, we'll have to invent something in five minutes.
2: Yeah. Like, yep. as I'm watching the episode, I'm like, they're, they spent, they're spending a lot of time on the actual story. They're not going to have much time at all to go back in time and fix this. And indeed, they did not.
0: No. And you know, in a good episode, like there have been good episodes where it's like, and then they hand waved everything back to normal, sure. and it's like, you know what? Because I'm so invested in the characters and what they've been through, that's cool. I'll I'll just ignore. because yeah. we've if said the that before. good enough,
2: like yeah, you don't you'll care do about the
0: the dumb techno babble if yeah. the episode's good. But there's we didn't learn anything about the characters here. Like all those episodes we mentioned before, uh, the visitor, we learned stuff about Jake and and Ben. Like that that was a like a cornerstone episode for the. Jake Sisko and Ben Sisko, like, father-son relationship absolutely. There. And, like, for Future Imperfect, we got to see what Riker wants his ideal future to be. And, like, all good things. We get to see Picard, like, seeing his friends drift away and not wanting that to happen. Like, yeah. all those other episodes f- did some cool character stuff. Or The Inner Light. We got to see his whole other life that he regretted not having. Yeah, Here, Archer almost gets humanity killed and then doesn't. That yeah. doesn't really teach us anything about Archer at all. We don't get inside his head well, because he doesn't remember anything.
2: Yeah, he, no, like, no one remembers, like, you don't even have the the effect
0: of him remembering what happened, like... Well, the it, fundamental it, maybe if premise of the episode it, he... is that he doesn't remember anything. Yeah. So, already, you're setting yourself up for failure because he won't learn any lessons because he won't remember anything. Yeah,
2: exactly. But, I mean, like, at least the episode, if he'd remembered the original future, like, at least maybe he'd be all like, oh, yeah, well, I can, you know, look at what T'Pol did for me, like, and I'll have, like, feeling, like, I'll have more fond feelings for her or whatever.
0: Now, the best, the best sort of thing I can say about it is it was kind of a what-if because he saved T'Pol's life. T'Pol felt obligated to, to you know, repay Mm -hmm. him and basically threw her life away being his nurse. Yeah. It's kind of a what-if not quite they fell in love but what if they got close yeah. episode and i i guess that's okay but i but she got I, don't, I don't like it <laughs> um the thing is i don't like it but as a as a you know i can see that as a writing exercise like what if these two got close and lived together and she took care of him like i guess that's an interesting scenario i guess i don't know yeah exactly it's fine two things
1: <laughs> yes back to if if he shot himself Mm-hmm. When the parasites have disappeared.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So why did he insist on blowing up the entire ship?
0: I think he had to actually kill the parasites with the specific radiation. Okay. okay. That's dumb, that, but I'll take it. to that, he had to overload the engines or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't make a lick of sense, but that is what they said. All right, fine. And okay.
1: second thing, so I don't think it resets your problem. It's Writing is your problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well... Writing's always my problem. Because <laughs> if, if it being written well, then it would, then it would have been a good episode. But it's not so much yeah. that it, that it's like a whatever story that never happened. It's the fact that it's just not written well.
0: But again, in most of the other examples we cited, those guys remembered those experiences, so mm. they arguably learned something. Yeah, mm. like like okay, yeah, like future imperfect never happened, but Riker remembered it and like oh yeah. that's what that's what it would have been like if i would invented the thing longer or whatever <laughs> well, the, yeah. the whole thing with the
2: inner light is picard remembering this entire life you know like well yeah no def- i was talking about
0: future t- imperfect which oh is no i know. riker with his son but yeah, yeah no the inner light he definitely held on to that because he was a different guy after that
1: yeah like that There's,
0: drastically changed him
1: but surely there are some episodes that you've liked that are never referred to ever again mm-hmm. yes there probably are,
0: yeah. And you're right. If they're if they're well written enough, I can overlook that. But yeah. if it's you know mediocre writing, then I'm gonna fixate on things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easier to dismiss nonsense if it's good, and this yeah. is not good. So. Also, no, it's, just, uh, it's boring and kind of sad. Yeah. And also, as Matt pointed out, apparently Travis is dead in the future, and none of us even. <laughs> Well he died on screen and I didn't notice. That's sad. Wow. I you had to say that just now for me to realize that. I just yep. didn't notice he was missing from when we when we got back to the Enterprise in fifteen years or whatever. I literally like I turned Trip.
2: away to, I turned away to get a drink and like when I looked back, like someone was someone was finishing cradling his corpse. So I was like, Is that Travis? Well, that's what happens when you look up. I guess.
0: Trying to take some notes here. Jesus Christ! No, but it's uh. So we're years and years in the future, and Archer gets on the Enterprise, and it's like uh, Trip is captain now, which okay, yeah. Jokes aside, that makes sense. He's the next in line. He'd probably get promoted eventually. Mm. Malcolm is also a captain, which makes less sense. And then Hoshi's like still an ensign. Like fucking come on! I li- I-, I want Malcolm to just be like, I am also a uh, captain. Uh
2: huh. Maybe he's not. Maybe he just said he was. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't see That's him on great. his ship. Like, we, he yeah. was literally just working at his own station. Aren't you a captain? Uh, yes, but they prefer that I work here for some reason.
1: <laughs> My bad thing is his beard's stupid. Yep, so, it sure uh, is. I think it's, yep. it's almost like five minutes before episode. Oh, oh, Malcolm hasn't got a thing. He can't look the same. And we didn't get any...
0: Quick. We ran out of hair gray. We used it all on Archer. What else can we do?
1: Quick, here's Spock's beard from the episode 30 years ago. Put that on.
0: <laughs> Good enough.
2: And Hoshi is the same.
0: Yeah. Also, okay, so we get some bits with Tapal in a uniform, which is good. She's Mm -hmm. the captain, and they give her, like, a field promotion or whatever. Yep. But Mm. she zips it halfway down so she's showing her cleavage. nobody does that. She's the only one on the bridge that did
1: that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why do they keep doing this to her? I mean, we know why, but, like... Yeah, but there's no in-story reason for it. She is not a particularly sexual character. Like... If Dax did that, be like, okay, she was feeling saucy. Yeah. But this is not in character for T'Pol at all.
1: Yeah. And there's another thing that's sort of linked to that towards the end where, I think we're back in the normal timeline or something, and uh, Archer asks for for a pillow. Oh, (laughs) God. Which would have been almost fine if the bloody pillow wasn't right next to him. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, and then he milks the whole scene. And now, can you get me a drink of water? Yeah, no, that was cool. Gr- can you turn off the light? That like, was gross. Oh. Yeah. She's not your fucking nurse, dude. That was that was pretend. Well, and then he, was fake. he even puts a fucking button on it. He's like, you know, you'd be a pretty good nurse. Yeah, but he doesn't remember what happened, so that's just him being a dick. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. not him no, making that's,
0: a joke about that's what the, we just that's, saw. That's
1: the writers just going, huh? So you see what we did there? Ugh. God, we're clever.
0: Uh, every fucking week I see what you did there, and uh-huh. I hate it. I hate it, I hate you. Yeah. You're bad, and you should feel bad. Yeah. And then the, um, at
1: the start, Archer says, um, she says to him, Do you, what's the last thing you remember? And he says, being mm. in the command center. And then she says, what happened then? And he says, oh, and then we walked down to the, oh, so that's not the last thing you remember then. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if there's an end, then, then it's not the last thing you remember, dummy. <laughs> yeah. It's I, the last I,
2: thing I remember. Well, these parasites got into my brain. That was pretty weird.
0: Also, I actually don't completely hate the idea of a virus that makes you forget things every day. Like, it's been done in a lot of other stories, but I can't remember Star Trek ever doing that. No, that's true. And if they, if they run with that part of the concept a little better, done it, like, I don't know, Memento style or something... Mm. That, that might have been interesting.
1: Yeah. Or, or an episode written about these things that can be killed in the past but not the present. That, enti- you could write an entire episode about that and not just have a yeah. one-sentence thing, oh, that's how we're ending the episode.
0: Yeah, really explore that because it could be a weird, interesting concept instead of just your escape hatch at the end. You're right. Mm. But, nah. Why, why do that when we can show, like... Paul, 15 years of Paul telling Archer the same story of his life every morning. God. Oh. Just, that's her life. Oh. Poor
2: woman. Yeah, seriously. She had, she had a promising career. Yep. Uh, Threw it all the way to explain, the, to have the same conversation <laughs> with the same man every day for 15 years.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, couldn't she the just get list that... of things that he did and then he could just read that every morning? Mm-hmm. tattoo it to himself like in Memento yeah and then you could pretend to thing. break out of prison as well as a tattoo
0: yeah
2: well, that's the well, thing in 51st well, Dates every time Drew Barrymore wakes up there's a video for her that says watch me that explains what's going on to save people some damn time yeah but well, they do have a video
1: on. in the future they?
2: well they should <laughs> should wake up with a VHS tape <laughs> what the hell is
0: this? and then he spends his entire day before his memory resets trying to find an adapter and then he has to go back to
1: sleep <laughs> <laughs> One way to well, keep
0: him <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing is, the experience of T'Pol every single day having to to explain Archer's basic life to him and him not believing her is just her normal experience anyway. Uh huh. <laughs> that's exactly what the Enterprise is like for her. So, yeah. Uh, we got a Porthos appearance, so that was something. I always give an episode one extra point for that. Yep. <laughs> Look, there's the dog. Good. Okay. Yep. He's a good dog, and he's still alive in the future. So, good
2: dog. That's, yeah, that's. Something. I'm glad that I'm glad that in Star Trek, even dogs live like a long, long time now.
0: Well, I mean, it's possible that's the dog that Scotty ended up uh, beaming into space in mm-hmm. uh, in the 2009 movie.
2: Okay. Well, now I'm depressed again.
0: Because <laughs> he said Admiral Archer's prize beagle. Well, all he says was, "I'll tell you when it reappears." He could have gone someplace. You know, he could have beamed him to a farm, Matt. I believe
1: the, uh, that's be for, I
2: believe
0: actually the comic brings that dog back, like
1: oh. safely. Well, that's a... <laughs> He could have accidentally okay. brought it back to the past, so he had to live life with Archer again. You know, oh, part that is...
2: poor dog. The worst part is he beamed. It, he beamed the dog's doppelganger from the mirror universe. In. <laughs> <laughs> well, just for that little, little beard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a Scotty dog. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that dog a dog had thing. a sinister woof. <laughs>
1: What was my... Yeah, what do you have for a good thing? Good thing, yes. Um, well, I wasn't really... Well, Elm, the only good things in the episode have been done before. So mm-hmm. um, my good thing was at least with Earth gone, they'll be able to build this hyperpace uh, bypass now. Well, that'll be good. <laughs> it's a nice bypass. See, if the Zindi were the Vogons, that would,
0: that would be, be much g- more interesting. That would Yes, be if they had terrible
1: poetry, that would be great.
0: Yeah. Uh, Matt, what about you? What do you have for a good thing?
2: Uh well this episode features the Earth exploding in the cold open that's hilarious <laughs> and also I gotta give it to them they saw that episode of Enterpro- or of uh, TNG where the Enterprise explodes in the f- in the cold open they're like I think we can beat that
0: yeah and that's okay I do I do I did legit like that I just knew none yeah. of it was ever gonna happen which I, I hate but I'm, a, I'm gonna say this man you blow up the Earth in your cold open you know go big or go home I guess <laughs> I mean. I guess if they're fake stakes that don't matter, you can raise them as high as you want. That's true. <laughs> so. uh, I also love the clockwork de- uh, Death Star that blows it up. Like, I think, I think the implication there is that's what the Zindi are building now, and yeah. we were seeing it completed coming for the Earth, and yeah, it looked pretty damn cool.
2: Yep. Like, it's all moving parts and stuff. I love that kind of crap.
0: Yeah, like weird gyroscope things spinning in different directions. Yeah. Yeah, it looked neat. Uh, my good thing was um, okay, so yeah, humanity's pretty much all wiped out, and there's only a few people left. It's very Battlestar Galactica, and actually, I don't think that show had started yet, so I don't mm-hmm. think they were ripping it off. Um, but there's only a you know handful of humans left, and they they went to the nearest habitable planet, which happened to be uh, Seti <laughs> Alpha, which which I quite liked. That that's the way Khan says it in Star Trek Two with the jowl flap and everything,
2: <laughs> like yeah. Admiral Akbar. Yeah, well, may he rest alike. in peace.
0: But, you know, it, it was actually a good, like, okay, here's a shitty habitable planet somewhere in Star Trek that uh, <laughs> things aren't going to end well for them here anyway, mm-hmm. like, which I kind of liked. But that's it. You, you little, like, like, like Gav mentioned in the previous episode mentioning Chemasite, like, any little thing to connect it to Star Trek is not a bad thing. Like, it's good to see that these are all related shows and they're not ashamed that they exist with the other things, you know? Hmm. Happen so rarely
1: yeah yeah just don't do it every you know don't do it like fan fiction but if you do it every now and then it's
0: no it makes it uh, no but like that kind of stuff the things i like best are when they show us details of things we don't really know much about like the andorians like Mm. here's a race we kind of hinted at and barely saw and now this show's going to tell you what they're about that's a good way to connect it without feeling you know fan servicey or repetitive you know yeah same with the Tellerites. A lot of that—that that old, like, original series stuff where you saw something once that it was important, but we never came back to it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what else?
2: Uh, where are my notes? Special There's effects
0: aren't great. Who cares? Which Which effects? I I was pretty happy with a lot of them, but which which did you have a problem with?
1: Uh, yes, whenever the bridge came off the Enterprise, mm. when the lights uh, got lasered yeah. off or whatever, I just thought, well, that just Looks really computer-y.
0: I could see that. I didn't. I didn't hate that, but yeah. I mean, some of the stuff hasn't aged incredibly well. Mm. But mm. I did like uh, to Paul. Um, there's a Zindi ship uh, attached to the Enterprise, and oh uh, god, what, yes. What she ends up doing is steering the Enterprise toward the other Zindi ship, so the the one attached to them crashes into the other one. That was pretty badass.
2: Oh man, I forgot. I can't believe I forgot about that. That was the best part of the friggin' episode. <laughs> yeah, that was cool as shit.
0: And then everyone just gives their shit for having done that for the rest of the episode.
2: Yeah, well, fuck you, everyone else. That was the most badass space combat <laughs> thing I've seen on Trek in a long-ass time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, uh, yeah. it's going to take us 17 days to get back now. Okay, <laughs> well, how many days would it take to get back if we were dead?
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, like, we could get back much faster if we were all corpses. How about that? What were you thinking? I was thinking it'd be real cool if I scraped two ships together, <laughs> and I was right. Look, you could get Trip on board with that easy. Uh huh. he loves crashing things into other things yes, are you him.
2: saying you're going to take two boats and crash them into each other <laughs> hell yeah
0: it's like a demolition derby Oh. yeah
1: just like monster truck
2: if only yeah, I could exactly. get a if only I could have another Zindi ship boarding us on the other side
1: he uh
0: I assume when he became captain he put uh, giant tires on the Enterprise and oh yeah because that must be a thing right
2: oh yeah there's definitely a pair of dice hanging up somewhere. Yep,
0: yeah, but also truck nuts. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the truck nuts.
2: Whenever, whenever the, uh, whenever the Enterprise goes to warp, it goes. Probably.
0: Captain, just no. Captain Trip Tucker, amazing. Uh, yep. Twelve years, he's still a shitty captain. I mean, probably. That's the thing, is I've actually liked that. I've liked the idea, we've talked about this before, that this character is not suited yeah. to being a captain, and every time they leave him in charge, he's not very good at it. It feels like a deliberate choice, and I like that. But Yeah. <laughs> then implying that he ends up running the Enterprise, like, what? Oh, whoops. No. <laughs> I mean, who would you give it to? The two competent people are gone. <laughs> I don't know, there's there's a whole, I mean, I mean, I know a lot of Earth got wiped out, but there were a whole other, like, Starfleet full of candidates that didn't get the job over Archer. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they're there's... all dead. Uh, possibly, yeah. They're all dead, Dave. <laughs> well, I mean, given that there's only 6,000 humans left, yeah,
1: Trip's probably the best choice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, why keep all the humans alive then?
0: Yeah. That's a fair point. <laughs> I mean, he's just going to steer them into the sun anyway. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Isn't this the perfect time for them to be picked up by like one of those alien zoos that are always trying to steal people in Star Trek? <laughs> Well, we're just about up to the cage, so... Yeah, take them to a nice planet with a fake reality where they can breed happily. You know, like uh-huh. pandas. Yeah.
0: I hate pandas.
2: I know, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate them. Uh, what else? Uh, I... oh, 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 oh! Go ahead. Phlox has this weird, like, like, they made his hair longer and stringier for some reason.
0: Yeah, Flux, to me, always has resembled uh, Kelsey Grammer, and he mm-hmm. looks like older Kelsey Grammer now, and I kind of yeah, like yeah. that.
2: But I'm watching him in his more in his black morning pajamas, and I'm just like, that dude needs an old man ponytail like nobody I've ever seen before.
0: Yeah, that would definitely fit him. Like, he's so old professor guy who thinks he's still cool. Yeah, he's he definitely started listening to Jimmy Buffett yeah. in the ensuing years. <laughs> and got a convertible. Yeah. That feels about right, and is dating well, one of his grad students. This is a
2: very specific
0: picture. So, so, Flux,
2: what? So, Flux, what have you been up to in the twelve years I've been I've been gone? Well, Captain, I'm a parrot head now. <laughs>
0: swinging, my dear Captain, swinging. <laughs> he's basically Mister Furley. Yeah, all he's missing is the gold chain. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was gonna say there was um. There was an alien that they end up uh, interrogating Mm -hmm. that is a particularly well-designed alien, and I think they dealt with him on Deep Space Nine before.
1: Yeah, I think you was talking um, about the. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say Next Generation, one of the later ones of that. Oh, it might have been the Next Gen
0: episode that crossed over with the S nine, actually, where Worf was
1: looking for his father. You, you might be right. Yes, yes, yes. It was Birthright.
0: Yeah, that's it. And so he was on DS9, which is why I thought that, but it was, yeah, you're right. It wasn't mm-hmm. uh, a next gen episode, but yeah, I, I like the design of that alien. I like, they brought the race back like that again. I like when they do that, mm-hmm. like we already had this cool looking alien. Why not use it again? Yeah. Instead of guys with bumps on their heads.
1: Uh, What else? Anything? Maybe what Flox says to, to Poe, you know, about telling the captain that you love him or whatever. Mm. I wish she just said back, I told the captain i love him 346 times. Mm
2: -hmm. It really doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) Nope. I have a spreadsheet of
2: his
0: his reactions for each one. (laughs) She probably does too. (laughs) No, I, I always, I mean, this is me projecting because I think she can do so much better, but I don't think she ever fell in love with him. What I think is this was all guilt. It was 15 years of not knowing how to process her guilt because... The reason he got afflicted with this is because he came and rescued her. And she felt real bad about that. She, like, it should have been her. And because she's a Vulcan, she can't just shove that aside and get on with things. She's like, well, mm-hmm. shit, I I owe him something. So I yeah. guess I guess my life belongs to him now. Ugh. Like, there's no love there. It's just obligation.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's a Vulcan life debt that just is a thing that's never existed. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Vulcans and Wookiees are basically the same, right? I mean, yeah, kind of.
1: Oh, I wish they'd Spock then.
0: <laughs> Falcons won't rip your arms off if you beat at <laughs> chess. Uh, I don't know. Spock might, on a bad uh-huh. day. He's throwing soup, I know that. <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah.
2: Oh, the fucking, the weird, there's a weird hobgoblin that they uh, interrogate at some point. Yeah, that's who I was just talking about. Yeah, yeah, and his glowy ship? Yeah.
0: Yeah, all right. I like that guy. Yeah. I like that alien. Matt, do Uh, you listen to this show?
1: (laughs) Apparently not. (laughs) Okay, fair enough.
0: I I mean, look, I check out a bunch, too. Mm. Sorry, I was thinking of soup. Yeah. What was a
1: trying to kill Archer?
0: I don't know why the Zindi do anything. This is yeah. What I was saying before, I don't understand their motives at all. And no, specifically in no, this, I
1: don't know. It doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. Why would I, they care unless they specifically knew? knew I mean, I, I thought I like they
0: were trying to wipe out all of humanity, but yeah. I don't know. I would
1: think that by
2: the time you get humanity down to 6,000 people, it's, you guys are fine. Like,
1: have well, you seen were, a but movie? That, but, but then that guy was like, I was, I'm, you know, the Zindi made me find out what Phlox was doing. Mm-hmm. so I don't know unless they were doing a reality show about him mm. and his costume <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'd
2: watch
0: it yeah Phlox MD. no I don't like I seriously this whole season so far I don't know why the Zindi are doing most of what they're doing apart from someone told them to do it Like, there's
2: almost an interesting way to do like if
0: their motives were completely like like yeah, we had no way of figuring out be, what the they The characters were doing would have to be saying that out loud all the yeah. time. What why do they want to kill us? They don't yeah. they don't raise the question. It's just like they want to kill us. But I mean, like at least that'd be interesting. Instead, yes. it's just like it's not. No, not in the least. Just one more mystery I don't give a shit about. <laughs> nope. No, and again, they never wrapped up the temporal Cold War thing. So now there's two mm-hmm. like big like antagonists just out there after Starfleet for some reason. Uh huh. Ah, ah, That's how most of these end these days. Just, mm-hmm. just a dismissive hand wave. Fine, whatever. Doesn't uh, matter. G- Gav, you got an alternate uh, title for us?
1: Yes. Year of Yesterday's Inner Imperfect Visitor. Quite
0: good. Matt? Uh, I went with The Visitor except
2: The Visitor is to Paul and she lives there and also it's a bad episode. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs>
0: kind of wordy, but I'm proud of it.
1: So, so the one with The Visitor.
0: Yep. <laughs> I went with 42 minutes that never happened, which I can nevertheless never get back. Yep. I was real obsessed with how much time I had to spend doing this this time. you really got to uh, stop watching these episodes with a stopwatch, Al. I can't help it.
1: I'm bad for you. Apparently, yeah. if you use specific radiation, you can destroy your memory of these episodes in the past.
2: I don't want to do that. Then I'd think that I hadn't watched
0: them yet and have to watch them again. (laughs) Then I'd start rating them higher because I, like, right now I'm grading on you did this last week, and then I wouldn't remember that. So Mm -hmm. that's no good. It deserves all this scorn. (laughs) I earned these scars, damn it. Uh, Matt, you got a quote for us? Uh, Yeah. This is grumbly old
2: Trip Tucker grumbling around
1: Captain Tucker. I don't think you need to call me sir anymore. Old habits.
2: I apologize for the low lighting, running on reserve power. anti manners at a premium these days.
1: How long has it been since you took command? Nine years.
2: <laughs> See, he's becoming bones. I love, uh, I love that. Okay, now, guy who plays trip, you're old in this episode. All right, well. <laughs> I guess this is
1: what I sound like.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm Gabby. an old man, catfish. <laughs> catfish. <laughs> Gav, you got anything you want to promote or tell the people?
1: Uh, Drunken Time will might be coming back for an hey. additional episode. Yay! That's exciting. So yeah. stay tuned for that. Keep watching will, the
0: skis. <laughs> we will absolutely tell people Yep. When that happens, because we are excited. Yep. Um, forward to that. We have a video yes. game. Oh, yes. yeah, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. We have a free point and click adventure game that you can download, com. It's free for PC and Mac. And mm-hmm. I'd love for you to check it out. Yes. Uh, that's com. Yes. Willikins with uh, two L's. Yes. Uh, it's also at pinheadgames.com. Yes. Everyone that? do that. Uh huh. Yeah, please. Um,. Uh, website postatomichorror uh, You can get the email, post to toe
2: shirts at. Oh uh, yeah,
0: yeah. We we posted a picture of Amanda wearing one of those. If you want to see what it looks like, yep, and, uh, it looks real good. Sec. So uh, get that uh, email postatomichorror at gmail. Uh, and I think that's it for this time. All right. Uh, see you, folks. The Post Atomic Horror Podcast is a co production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2018. Please don't sue us. We're. We're, we're still just
1: doing this.